five, four, three, two, one. It's time for a little Canadian content. Uh, that's the way it goes. Hi, everybody. I'm Revelstoke Jim, uh, or I'm I'm what's left of Revelstoke Jim, and uh, here it is. A bit of Canadian content, and I sound terrible. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what's happening. Uh, get yourself comfy. I'll find a lozenge or something, and uh, try to uh, try to pull something together. Watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. Oh, yeah, I'm Revelstoke Jim. How are you? I know you might not recognize my voice at the moment, but this is about as good as it gets. I've been, uh, I've, I've had the sickness... And, uh, yeah, you know, it's very interesting when you get the sickness before ever having, uh, your shots. Uh, I don't know. Now it makes me want to, uh, uh, I'm just wondering if I should actually go get the damn shot now, but, uh, uh, I will. So, uh, excuse me. I am Revelstoke Jim or a reasonable facsimile thereof and this is revelstoke jim's canadian content coming to you live on gabnet.net we come to you from the coolest little town north of nowhere revelstoke british columbia i'm speaking from studio 1b the one with the big window in the log broadcasting center and I'm able to look out on the streets of Revelstoke and see all the people coming and going, and I share with you what's happening in this little town. Our signal comes to you from the top of the mountain, down the dirt road, across the river, and straight onto the information superhighway directly connecting your computer or mobile device with my voice. And I have to apologize for that right now. Uh, that that's uh, nobody wants to listen to that. I mean, that's ah, uh, <laughs> uh, old people, small children, dogs, and cats avoid me as I walk down the street. Uh, it's uh, it's weird, strange. I just like talking now to hear. How I sound. Ah, uh, there we go. Uh, oh, excuse me. Uh, even uh, even Brad didn't come to work tonight because he said, uh, "You know what? I don't want to get sick. You uh, let that let that old dude you have as a buddy come and sit in and do the sound." So we have our friend Tuber Propagator sitting over here. Uh, uh, nothing can kill you, right? 
I said nothing can kill you, right? Yeah, he says right. Um, <laughs> uh, like I said, it's uh, it's uh, it's just driving me crazy. Uh, it it came upon me on the weekend and has uh, just invaded every corpsuckle and blood vessel and everything else. And it just reminds me how fragile our existence on this little planet is. I'm not kidding. It's uh, uh, I just felt at one point that uh, uh, I I wanted I wanted uh, uh, the great Canadian Jesus to come and get me and take me away. But hey, I'm still here. Sitting in my chair. Uh, what is the date today? It is the 14th of October, 2015. Ooh. And we are practically in the middle of Jimtober. Uh, it's been a pretty good Jimtober so far. Uh, uh, as I accept, uh, obviously, for the sickness. You know what? I have not spoken to you since we had... Uh, Thanksgiving. That's right. Canadian Thanksgiving was uh, on Monday, where families get together, exchange germs. You know, there is a good reason for not having a a family Thanksgiving because I have a belief, a firm belief that some family member made me sick. So if if this is a way to get out of family commitments in the future. Maybe, maybe. You know what? Maybe you shouldn't be going to the pharmacy or to the pharmacist or your doctor to get a a flu shot. Maybe you should be going to your pharmacist or doctor for a family shot. That's right. Something that protects you from your family. Because frankly, uh, I I can avoid being around strangers. Occasionally, I have to be around family. And I don't know where some of those people have been. I don't see them all the time. So what I'm saying is uh, family can be pretty germ-ridden. It's just, it's not the way, uh, not the way things go. Hey, if you want to get in touch with us while we're talking on the air, uh, I'd love to hear from you. We take uh, messages via Twitter. All you have to do is contact us at Rev Jim Can Con on Twitter, and uh, I'll activate the Tweetmatic 1200. It will decipher your message into some form of English. And of course, I will read it right here. Uh, if you want to find me, <coughs> excuse me, if you want to find me on social media, all you got to do is type in Revelstoke Jim. I pop up everywhere like an unexpected pimple. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Tumblr, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Ello, I'm on Snapchat, I'm on SoundCloud, I'm I'm everywhere, damn it. And I love hearing from you good folks. Uh, always nice to uh, 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 to hear from a person I haven't heard from in a while, uh, or just maybe a comment while the show is uh, going along. Uh, I did want to tell you that we have some new Twitter followers. Uh, let me tell you who's following us here on the program. Uh, 
Alexander St. Pierre is now following us. Thank you for doing so. Uh, uh, Adam, I'm going to butcher your last name. I'm sorry. I'm going to say Adam Villiers. Uh, There you go. Sorry, Adam, if I've butchered it. Greg Booth, thank you for following us. Uh, Let's see. And that's about it at the moment. Uh, Again, much appreciated. Let's uh, find out who's sending us a tweet. Because we did get one. And I want to share it. Alrighty, it's from our friend and furry companion, the Groovy Cat. He says, it's Revelstoke Jim's Canadian content at Rev Jim CanCon right now on Gabnet.net. Hashtag Moose Poop. Hashtag Rev Jim. Hiya, Jim. Get better soon. Oh, isn't that nice? Yeah, he's a... Uh, 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 he's a... Uh, uh, fun guy to be around. If you're going to hang out with a cat, that's the cat to hang out with. He's a swinging cat. He's an aristocrat. And I'm not paying Disney for that reference. Uh, Let's see. Who else sends us a message? Oh, it's none other than (laughs) our friend uh, at Tessic1138, Well, he actually sent me a note the other day that said, Happy Turkey Day to you and your family. And I thought, well, that's very nice. Again, it's the family that made me sound this way. So I don't know how good a a greeting that was. All it does is make me feel sad. Like I said, those people, those people are germ-ridden. Uh, at Tessic 1138 says, Long good name. I love pooping with you anytime, anywhere, live or replay. Hashtag Patty Poops. Hashtag Rev Jim. Oh, isn't that, isn't that really nice and pleasant? Um, yeah. Thank you, at Tessic 1138. Uh, uh, your love has lifted me higher. That's uh, that's just something we have. Now, uh, uh, at Tesla 1138 brings up something, and I might as, might as well mention it. Um, I, I was under the impression Alex was going to mention something on his show, but I will mention it now. At, there are changes are coming to Gabnet.net. Oh, changes are coming. And you know what? Change is not bad. Change is good. Change is good for everybody. Uh, But I wanted to let you know that the 28th of October, 2015, that's the last Wednesday of the month of uh, October, or Jimtober, as we have uh, dedicated it. Uh, The 28th, two weeks from today, will be the last Revelstoke Jim's Canadian content on the Great American Broadcast Network. Now, that's not a sad thing. That's just, that's just, that's just change, my friends. Uh, it has nothing to, no one's angry with the, anybody. No one's ticked off. Uh, 
it's just change. And uh, I, I said to Alex, who has been a friend for a long time, even though we did, we kind of, uh, we didn't talk to each other for a while because we were both doing things in life, and then we got back together, and we've been doing this now. Well, I've been doing this here. He's been doing it longer. I've been back here at GabNet for 20 months, and it's been absolutely wonderful, and I've got to meet all of you great people. But what I'm going to be doing, uh, Revelstoke Jim's Canadian content is going to leave the Great American Broadcast Network, and come November... You can find Revelstoke Jim's Canadian content over there at revelstokejim.com. And uh, I'll still be doing a once a week show. I've got some other stuff I'm going to do. And I'll let you know what's happening over there and on the Facebook page and on Twitter. The Twitter's going to change or cha- stay the same. Everything's staying the same except Revelstoke Jim's Canadian content is is leaving the the Gabnet family, and and again, that's not a it's not a bad thing. Alex was nice and understanding to realize I have to go do some things on my own and prove some things to myself and do some stuff, and so that's what we uh, that's what we're doing. So uh, as 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 new things come to Gabnet, old things will just kind of go off and do other things, and I will still call into citizen panels. I will still be talking to Alex on uh, the odd Thursday night where we get into interesting conversations that a lot of people don't understand because uh, it's our frame of reference, but that's okay. We still have fun. And he and uh, he is still my friend, and I have great affection for both Alex and Marjorie. And uh, this has been... A heck of a lot of fun, and we will continue to be friends. And I want to see Gabnet continue to be a thing it's going to be. So you got to listen. There's room you can listen to everybody, okay? Like I said. But uh, as of November, you'll find Revelstoke Jim's Canadian content over there at revelstokejim.com, and you can still hear moose poop and all that stuff. Anyway, what's going to happen now? My voice is killing me. I I just did not have it in me to do a live moose poop tonight. Uh, I'm going to save it for the last two nights coming up. The 21st and the 28th, uh, you'll get brand new moose poops. But tonight, you're going to have to indulge me as I uh, uh, go drink some something with some lemon or some honey or something because it's really a little painful at the moment, but I will leave you with a great fun moose poop story from the archives. And when I come back, I'll open up the Skype lines. If there's anybody around and I shall have a talk with you. If you want to talk, we'll see if I can even talk. All right. All right, I'm Revelstoke Jim. Don't go anywhere. Moose poop coming up. I bet you didn't know that even Canadian dogs get free health care. 
A fun fact from Revelstoke Gym's Canadian content. Heard every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, right here on the Great American Broadcast Network. some men who live in the Canadian North high above the tree line in the unpopulated parts of the country who are happy living alone and by themselves all they need for companionship is a radio, a dog, and a friend or two. But this did not satisfy my friend Woody. For Woody was a man who enjoyed the company of women. He was unlike some of the men who lived along the old gravel road that led up to the historic cemetery. There were men who stayed unshaved and never washed and were happy with the company they kept. Lonely men who had turned their back on civilization and everything that went with it. But Woody was a man who took pride in his appearance. He took pride in the fact that with a wink and a smile and a bouquet of flowers, he could still make a young girl blush and an old widow smile. He was the best of the bachelor Canadians. In the time that I knew him, Woody would have at least ten different women that he called girlfriends. 
women who doted over him when he would show up at their door. With a fist full of wild flowers from high on the mountain, or freshly caught trout, and they would welcome him in. Taking the Mackinac from his back and hanging his John Deere hat up by the door, they'd place him next to the fire, help him out of his boots, and fuss over him as if he was the last man on earth. To some of the women, Woody would be the last man who paid attention to him. They were the lonely women of the North, bachelorettes in their own right, women who had left the comforts of the city to find their inner northerner. For it was not only men who did not fit in to city life at times, but many ladies as well. And Woody would spend his time sharing their company, sharing a meal, and occasionally, from what I understand, sharing a night. And in the morning, he'd slip back into his Mackinac and place his John Deere hat on his head at a jaunty angle. Open the front door to make sure no one was paying attention to him leaving. And he and his best friend, the bucket-headed Labrador known as the Glazed Duke, would leave town and walk back to the little cabin on the gravel road up by the historic cemetery. All the ladies knew that Woody shared his affections among them. He was considered by many to be quite the catch or the one that possibly got away. Some of the ladies fell by the wayside as they tried to corral Woody, tame his northern nature, make him their own. But Woody was like the rest of northern Canada, wild, untamed, and there to be appreciated. He was as wild as the Devil's Club that grew high up on the mountain and as free as the moose that wandered through the marshy valleys. And it was best the women felt to leave him that way. 
so that he never changed and could be appreciated in the years to come. Each time, Woody would head into town to visit one of his girlfriends. He would take a fresh bundle of clothing out of the creaky old wardrobe inside the cabin. He'd make a little pile on the kitchen counter, place a fresh towel and a new bar of soap on top pick up the whole pile, and make his way down to the river. Stripping himself of his work clothes, he would expose his flesh to the daylight at a level that was only seen during this bathtime ritual. Half the year he spent covered up to keep warm. And the other half the year he was covered up to prevent bug bites and sunburn. He was a typical northern Canadian man. His face and neck, a ruddy red tanned color, along with his hands and forearms, and the rest pure pinky white as the day he was born. And he would stand there, naked as the day he came into the world, with the bar of soap in his hand, and he'd walk into the river and give a shout of horror at the coldness of the water, and then he would submerge himself and sit down on the rocks as the glazed duke would wander in himself, and would he would rub the soap all over his body and across the head of the glazed duke and on his ears and on his big wide muzzle. And then the two of them would float down river just a bit to a deeper area and plunge themselves underneath the water and emerge clean and fresh and ready for company. Woody would emerge from the river, dry himself off with the fresh towel, put on the clean clothes, and hike his way back up the trail to the little cabin where he hung the towel on the clothesline and put the dirty clothes in the barrel that he used for washing. 
He would then go inside, pick up a straight razor and a small round mirror, and come back outside and shave the gray, grisly stubble from his face under the light of the day. He'd then grab an ancient can of Dr. Graham's pomade and hair rejuvenator and twist it open and grab out a big dollop of the pine-scented creamy lotion and rub it between his hands and then run his fingers through his hair, pushing it backwards. And then finally, with the flourish of a conductor in front of an orchestra or a pirate with a cutlass, he would reach into his back pocket and pull out a classic 120-tooth black men's comb and run it through his hair straight back. The glazed duke would look at him as if he had transformed in front of his very eyes. The dog would step forward and give Woody a sniff, as if to reassure himself that this was indeed the same man that he spent his life with. And then Woody would walk back into the little cabin, put on what he called his dress boots, and from the top shelf of the old wardrobe, he would take down his go-to-town John Deere hat, the one without the sweat stains or the wear marks or the grease, and he would place it on his head at a jaunty angle. Close up the little cabin, and he and the glazed duke would make their way into town for a night of companionship, romance, or whatnot. Well, one day, in the middle of summer, while in town to visit, one of his lady friends. Woody was stopped by the woman who ran the recreation center in the small little town, Marlene Jenkins. Woody had been sweet on her from the moment he laid eyes on her when she moved to town five years earlier. 
but she had not given him a second look. And the fact that she flagged him down that day as he was walking along the highway made him think that now was the time he had finally worn her down. Possibly a meal together, he thought. Maybe he'd take her fishing. Or they'd go to the old movie theater and see one of the silent black-and-white films that played in the summertime for the tourists who had nothing else to do. Woody tells me that Marlene was very attentive to him that day, very complimentary, very flirtatious. And in his own words, Woody says, my better sense was turned by a pretty face. It seems that Marlene had asked Woody for a favor. Would he come down to the rec center and volunteer at the art class that took place every week? They were so short of men to help out. And Marlene said that everyone spoke so well of Woody. She thought he would be the perfect person to speak with. Now Marlene, when asked about this story, told me herself that she explained in great detail just what was expected of Woody that afternoon. But Woody himself tells me that it was not the first time a pretty face had got him into trouble. I'll do whatever you need, Marlene. And maybe afterwards we'll sit down and listen to the radio or play a little Scrabble. Maybe go pick some wildflowers. And as all these ideas were taking place inside Woody's head, he was not paying attention to what Marlene was asking of him. Oh, just make sure you're at the rec center by 8 o'clock, Woody. That's when we'll need you. Absolutely, Woody said. And he and Marlene parted ways. He tipped his hat. He gave her a little wink. 
he and the glazed duke wandered off to finish their in-town chores and pass the time until eight o'clock when Marlene needed him at the rec center. Oh, good thing I went down to the river yesterday, Duke, what he said. And the glazed Duke just looked at him, drooling slightly, wondering if they were going to stop at the bakery. And of course they did stop at the bakery. They picked up their mail at the general store. They stopped and installed a new light switch down at the pub in exchange for a glass of draft beer. And finally, eight o'clock came. And as Woody left the pub, he took a glance at himself in the mirror, smiled, and said to no one in particular, Go get him, kid. He and the glazed duke walked from the pub to the rec center, no more than three or four city blocks. He walked up to the front desk where Marlene was sitting and said, Hello, Marlene. You did say eight o'clock, didn't you? And he gave her his best smile. And she said, Oh, Woody, I'm so glad you made it. They're all waiting. And again, Woody wasn't quite paying attention. And he followed Marlene back into the far reaches of the rec center, into the little art room where there was a kiln and a painting gallery. And there in the room were a bunch of women in smocks half of whom Woody visited for romantic purposes on a regular basis. There were five more on top of those who were, Woody guessed, tourists who had signed up for some sort of course while they were on vacation. And that was when Woody first started to comprehend what was happening. All he could do was hear Marlene's voice over his thoughts slowly begin to make sense. And ladies, you'll be happy to know that we have arranged with some difficulty a life model for today's sketching class. Some of you know him already. 
I'd like to introduce Woody, who will be posing today. And that was when the hammer dropped. In fact, there were those who claim that it was the glazed duke himself who first comprehended what the situation was even before Woody's own grasp of the situation. Woody had been roped in to posing nude for the art class that was to be taking place at 8 p.m. that evening. And like most Canadian men of the North, he had given his word, and that word was bond, and he could not back out in all good conscience. He looked down at the glazed duke, who just looked up at him. And Woody said, We're in this together, pal. Don't go far. And Marlene showed Woody and the Duke behind a small, curtained alcove where there was a white robe waiting. And the two of them walked past the group of women into the little alcove and Woody removed all his clothing, his boots, but kept his John Deere hat on. He put the robe over his pale, white, skinny body and walked out with his head held high onto the little posing stage. And with just as much dignity, the glazed duke walked out from behind the curtain directly after Woody, stepped up onto the stage, and sat down on his left hip directly in front of Woody and made eye contact with every woman behind an easel. And with a great flourish, Woody removed the white robe, placed it on the stool that was beside him, and stood there as God had made him with the addition of a John Deere hat and a large black bucket-headed Labrador protecting his modesty. And that summer night in the little town way in the Canadian North. Fifteen interpretations 
of a Canadian rustic northern bachelor was interpreted on canvas. And to this day, one of them hangs in a bedroom in my house. Given to me by Woody himself, who received it as a token of thanks from one of the lovely ladies that evening, who for a number of years became Woody's number one girl. And that was Marlene Jenkins. The woman in charge of the recreation center who knew, knew no other way than to capture Woody's heart. That is your moose poop for this Monday night. I'm Revostoke Jim. We'll be back shortly. If you want to get in touch with me, GabNet Live is the phone number. Or 347-352-0079. Revelstoke Jim will take your Skype calls in just a moment.
I was just looking at the temperature, and I uh, I thought for myself, just just thought to myself for a minute, that's uh, that's impossible. I thought it does not seem that hot outside. My thermometer says on the widget, 39 degrees, and I'm thinking, my God, I should be sweating a lot more. And then I forgot that I uh, changed it to Fahrenheit. Yeah, it's not Celsius. 39 degrees Celsius would, oh God, 39 degrees Celsius would be extremely hot. Uh, 39 degrees Fahrenheit is only, or, uh, yeah, is, uh, is, uh, yeah, it's 39. Only seven, de seven degrees away from freezing. How about that? Isn't that something to think about? Hey, guess what? I'm opening up the Skype lines. Three four seven three five two zero zero seven nine Gabnet Live. I don't know how long I can talk. I I honestly uh, uh, I don't. This is not fun. And on top of it, I got to go to the dentist tomorrow. Isn't that Isn't that great? I just love combining those two things. Anyway, uh, I got something to talk about that I saw today, and I just I can't believe it. Where is the creativity in the world gone? That's what I want to talk about. I want to raise my fist and shake it at the heavens saying, really? Uh, yeah, there we go. You know, I was, uh, yeah, I perused the, oh, by the way, I should mention this. Uh, also on Twitter, uh, you can find me at Revelstoke Jim. You know, the show's Twitter address is at Rev Jim Can Gone. That's the one I pay attention to while the show was on the air. And uh, that's how I talk to people. But uh, you can also find me at Revelstoke Jim. And uh, we have new followers there as well. And I want to make sure I say hi to everybody. Um, uh, who is the new followers? Essential Star Trek. Oh, that's cool. Uh, thank you for following me, uh, Nan Kelly. Thank you, Alexander St. Pierre. Also following me on the other line. That's nice. Uh, Wayne Stetsky, NDP candidate for the Kootenai Columbia. Uh, he's got a big election coming up on Monday. And uh, Greg Booth, also following me. And morning, y'all. Well, uh, looks like a bunch of ladies. So morning, y'all. Oh, and Skatronics is following us as well. Oh, uh, uh, Tomasis, uh, production designer and producer, and the account Women in Media. Well, I, I hate to disappoint you, but I'm not a woman in media, but if you want to listen to me, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, I'm fine. Uh, I'll, I'll take listeners, and I'll take callers, and Tom Yamaguchi's joined us. Hi, Tom. Hi, Jim. I um, love the lovely uh, Revelstoke uh, T-shirt you're wearing. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yes, I just realized that. Uh, hang on. I'm going to change the camera because I don't like that one. Um, let's see. There we go. Uh, yes, it's a it's a bear paw. Uh, not to actual scale because it would be much larger. If a bear had put it, you know, this is maybe like a, not even, I know this one, this is even smaller than a bear cub. 
but uh, uh, yes, it's a sort of the out the outline of a bear paw and the words uh, Revelstoke. Welcome to Revelstoke. No, it just says British Columbia, Revelstoke, Canada. That's in case I forget where I'm from. Yeah, or, actually, I like the other camera better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, but I haven't adjusted the color on that one. I liked it. It looks sharper. Oh well. Sorry, I'm just I'm gonna use this one at the moment because I, I know I've got it doing some stuff. So uh how are you tonight, Tom? It's Monday. No, no, it's no, not what? It's, it's, no, it's Wednesday. Wednesday. You see, ever since I made that switch, uh that yeah, that's just Wednesday. totally messed me up. Yeah, it's Wednesday. It's the middle of the week. It's uh uh like I said, it's it's I'm still suffering from Turkey. Oh, thank yeah, Thanksgiving. Yes, Thanksgiving was on on the twelfth. And uh, I I don't know if it's I survived Thanksgiving or I survived my family. Like I don't think I survived my family because obviously one of them made me sick. Uh, so that's uh, you mean food related? No, no v- virus. Somebody uh, somebody came to the household sick. And hugged me, I think, or just no. I just got sick. I I, I spent a, the last couple of days in bed, um, coughing and and feeling miserable, and uh, it's still kind of stuck in my throat. And I'm 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 drinking every hour uh, a big glug of uh, cough syrup with codeine in it. So my thought process is not the best. But my does co- your uh, dentist give uh, nitrous? No, my dentist gives me Ativan, little pills, mm-hmm. and I take the pills before I show up at the dentist, and and, and I'm not allowed to drive, so somebody <laughs> has to bring me home, and uh, what happens is I wind up coming home with magazines that I've taken from the waiting room that I normally would not own. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've told the story before, I brought home... For some reason, a Cosmopolitan magazine showed up in our house, and my wife doesn't read it, and I don't read it, and none of us, neither one of us, bought it, and so we found out it came from the uh, from the dentist office. So <laughs> I, I tend to, I don't know. I was getting my coat, and I grabbed a magazine and put it in my pocket and walked out. <laughs> so I'm uh, I'm on a strict limit of of uh, uh, two pills. Take care of. Any issues I have, three pills is too much. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's my situation. Well, I hope everything works out well for the dentist. Uh, oh well, yeah. I it's uh, you know the cool thing about it is the uh, being a small town. Uh, we have a couple of dentists, and the one I go to is accommodating the fact that uh, I mean I have an appointment very late in the day. I'm think I'm like the last thing he does. Mm. And, um, it's sort of just at the end of office hours and, uh, and, and that's cool. I mean, that's wonderful. It's not like I have to rush to get there. Uh, uh, I've been going to the same place now for a while. They know me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm again, and they, they know I'm not the most comfortable in the chair. Mm. So I, I go, I, I, put my earbuds in and they just go about doing their business, whatever they have to do. And, uh, I, I don't even know what they have to do tomorrow. I just know that, uh, 
Uh, I think I think it's they're going to replace an old filling is what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I, I guess he didn't like the way it looked, and he's going to do something. I don't know. I guess he needed golf clubs. <laughs> or I don't know. So, <laughs> he, he wanted seat warmers for his skidoo now that wintertime is coming. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what he wanted, but uh, there he is. Hey, look who's joined us in his splendiferous uh, liberal red. It oh, is. Absolutely. It is. Red, yes. No, liberal. That's the red is the official color of the Liberal Party of Canada. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And uh, uh, red is the Liberal Party. Uh, orange is the New Democratic Party. They're they're much more left, Patrick. Uh, the Green Party is. Guess what? They're green. <laughs> Are they further to the left? Uh, they're green. Yeah, they're kind of. Yeah, they're 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 nutty. <laughs> they're interesting people. Uh, yeah. I don't think they have a. Uh, they still have not managed to get a candidate in every riding. You know, they just do what they do. I think they, they I, never do here either. I think I think they actually elected one person last. Election. I think there is one Green member, Green Party member, actually in Parliament, and mm-hmm. then there's of course the Conservative Party, and they're they're blue. And yeah, so let's see. It's the opposite here. Red represents the Republican. You know. Ah. Okay. Well. But um, yeah, my uh, stepfather had some dental work done today. Uh, it took them three hours to tear out a number of his teeth. Ouch. They were fused to his uh, jaw because he had a grinding issue. Oh. And uh, he had periodontal work done maybe 20 years ago when they ripped your gums open and scraped and oh, all that. Oh, God. So this is the final thing. They're now giving him a majority of dentures. And... Um, I guess they didn't. They don't put you out all the way for that sort of thing. And um, he remembers some of it very um, unhappily. But uh, yeah, so his face is so swollen, from what I understand, that he has to go Monday to get the dentures put in uh. and to make sure that they fit. So. Um, I'm sure your experience is going to be a heck of a lot better than that. Yeah, it is. Actually, I know it is. So it, that's why I wanted to tell you that, so that it, whatever you're having done has got to be better than what he had. And, uh, and then when it's all over, my lovely wife will take me, uh, will, she'll pick me up, and she'll uh, drive me home, and she'll make one stop that we always do after the dentist, and we go through the McDonald's drive-through, and she gets me a a small strawberry shake because half my face is frozen usually somewhere. Mm-hmm. And she'll get me some French fries and because I can just kind of slide them in one at a time and mm-hmm. and munch on them. And then she'll bring me home, and then I'll go have a nap. <laughs> and and that's fine with me. I didn't, you know, uh, I was so I won't be talking to Alex tomorrow night. Because uh, I would be partially frozen and kind of probably out of it. 
Okay. So, uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. But uh, I'll catch him next Thursday. I'm I'm having a cavity. Uh, yeah, I heard. Yes. Yeah, redone or um, done up. Uh, the 11th of November. So I've got just under a month. Mm-hmm. Wow. Just oh, Remembrance Day. Yes. yes. Wow. And and the way that I look at it, <laughs> I, if if all of those soldiers, airmen, and naval personnel could go through all of that, through all of the wars, I can deal with having a couple of shots in my mouth and having <clears throat> them drill. From what I understand, it is so superficial, they very well may not actually inject me with novocaine uh, they may just do uh the surface well what i'm gonna do around that time is uh i'm gonna buy a poppy from the legion here because everybody sells the poppies yep. i'm going you're going to get a poppy and i'm going to get a sharpie and i'm going to put a single black dot somewhere on the poppy to represent your cavity and then I will wear the poppy, <laughs> and so I will be, I will be, putting forth my my good thoughts and remembrance towards people who served and your cavity. Well, I I appreciate that. I I will always. That's that's uh, you know, that's the least I can do. I should do that as well because I've got several poppies sitting around here that I've gotten over the years. And then I can have the dental hygienist ask, what did the black dot represent? <laughs> and I'll say my sacrifice. <laughs> and then they'll probably slap me and then the dentist will come in with the drill that he would use to drill like two by fours. Yeah, just just his home Dremel thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Or he'll bring out the one from the back that has like the singer sewing machine treadle that rocks back and forth and, and he'll start pumping that thing. And, and then, yeah. Oh, no, thank you. I, uh, anyway, I mean, that's fine. I've been to the, I've been to the dentist on the program. I've, I've had, dental, right. <laughs> yeah, I've had, it, 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 it does not matter, but I just know, um, uh, last, when I went in for a cleaning last, they said, oh, we got to take care of that. And I said, oh, yeah, whatever. And so they wrote it on a card, and I, I stuck the card on the uh, on the calendar. And then I knew it was there. And then today, you know, they always phone the day before, hi, it's so-and-so at the clinic, uh, just reminding you. And it's like, oh, is that already? And it's like, oh, yeah, okay. But then I realized how handy that would be. I just, I need somebody like that in, and I guess that would be like a secretary or something. Somebody to remind me when things happen. Cause I sometimes lose track of, of just give me a, you know, a day's notice. Oh, I know it's the, I, you got your new iPhone, Tom. And I watched you on Periscope and uh, I have been thinking about getting an iPhone. And uh, so, and I guess that would be cheaper than hiring somebody. Yeah, but it's not as fun. No, you know who I want. I want it's fun for me. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that's uh, that's fun great. You 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 took a big leap in your iPhone life. Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, and uh, like I said, right? I mean, Johnny was giving me grief. He's because again, I don't really have a cell phone. I or a 
I don't have a mobile phone. I don't have a, I, you know, I don't have a phone. I have an iPod. And that's, if I'm near Wi-Fi, I can send messages and do stuff. And other than that, well, I'm, I'm sort of out of contact with anybody. Jim, before I got the iPhone, I was keeping my calendar on my iPod. Yeah. That's just as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sure. I'm, I'm still trying to get used to that. Like I said, my, my dream would be, uh, I want my own Della street. I want, I want a young Barbara Hale, just like <laughs> Raymond Burr and Perry Mason. I want somebody who's, who, who's there with me and dedicated to helping me get through my day. And I mean, I have my wife, but she's got her own stuff to keep track of. I mean, well, if you if you were Raven Burr, you wouldn't be having a wife. No, I realize that. <laughs> I realize that. Hey, I love Raven Burr. I have, I have, I have, uh, 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 I have visited uh, his grave site in New Westminster, British Columbia, many times. Uh, I would often go and uh, just sit there and hang out. It's a beautiful view uh, uh, where he is. And there used to be a, uh, uh, there had been an endowment that he had left for a theater in New Westminster where they would put on plays and things like that. But uh, no, I mean, I ha I have to say, uh, 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 no, I just, one of my, I would have to say one of my bigger man crushes in life has been Raymond Burr. I just... Can I can I share a story? This from going back from the Alex Bennett uh, San Francisco days. Sure. Um, I used to go and hang out as a member of his studio audience, and he used to have the comedians come in, and they would, you know, they would banter off the air. And one day I forgot the comedian, but the they were they were just doing the playing this game of who's gay, and so I would say somebody. Uh, like Johnny Carr says, ah, and Alex would say, ah, no, he's not gay. He's not gay. And then uh, the guy said, Raymond Burr. And Alex says, those rumors are so true, you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> of course, at the time, he was living up in Santa Rosa. Mm -hmm. and uh, But he was frequently in San Francisco. Actually, this is, a, this is, this is amazingly funny, but... Um, uh, a number of years ago, the, you know, uh, the, the movie Godzilla. Right. They actually had a re restoration of the original Japanese Godzilla. Right. That doesn't have Raymond Burr because right. he's in the American. Right. So they showed it at the Castro Theater in San Francisco. And I was thinking the irony of to be in the Castro without Raymond Burr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Strange. And again, funny enough, I mean, the character, yes, they put him into the American version. The, uh, the character's name was Steve Martin. Of all things. Oh. Yeah. Uh, he's in a, you know, he really had a very interesting film career. Uh, uh, he plays a, uh, he plays the prosecuting attorney, which is interesting because he, he's known for Perry Mason in the defense, but he's the prosecuting attorney in George Stevens' movie, A Place in the Sun with Montgomery Clift and uh, Elizabeth Taylor and Shelley Winters. And I should see that. One. I should see that. Oh, it's oh, it's a great movie. It's it it's basically you know what it is? It's the movie a lot of people the way they describe it, it's the movie that made people look 
at Elizabeth Taylor as an adult, uh-huh. as a, as a sexy female, because she was just 17 when she did it. Uh-huh. And, you know, I mean, she had done, uh, she had basically done national velvet and she had done, you know, uh, um, father of the bride and, mm-hmm. and, and, and the stuff growing up. But this one, uh, George Stevens really kind of said, that's who I want. Uh, and people thought he was nuts and, and basically sort of helped put that image of her as sort of this, this sex bomb kind of, wow, kind of, and people just, uh, that was it, but it's a great movie. And Montgomery Clift is great in it. And it's just, it's one of those fun, uh, I mean, Raymond Burr's part isn't huge in it, but he he makes the most out of it. And mm-hmm. uh, of course, Rear Window. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's uh, uh, he's that's great one of my that. favorites. Yeah, I I remember in the in the, um, in the seventies, if you went on the Universal uh, Studios tour, uh, because of uh, uh, Raymond Burr had a uh, they go past a block of dressing rooms. And you would see the back end of the building, and they, uh, and one of them was Raymond Burr's, you know, and, and it was just, and there's the dressing room of Raymond Burr, uh, for, uh, uh, known for Perry Mason and Ironside now, but for always uh, yeah. Alfred Hitchcock's rear window. And he wanted to get, uh, I remember him telling this story somewhere, he wanted to get one of those cutouts of, Alfred Hitchcock and he wanted to put it in the window of his dressing room. So people, when he, they drove by the tram operator could say, and there in Raymond Burr's rear window is Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if he did, but, uh, he's just, uh, uh, like I said, I have, I have all the, uh, uh, all the seasons of Perry Mason, and I just, it's one of those shows I can just put in and quite honestly, just quite happily watch. It's just, and then I, you know, I don't watch it for, for like a year or so. And then I start in the early years and make my way forward. And it's like, I don't remember them <laughs> or I'll, I'll remember a little bit of something or, or some key thing. And it's like, oh, okay. I like this. So yeah. We have, a, we have a, a station, a TV station here in San Francisco um, that uh, that plays Perry Mason every day. It's been doing it for decades, as long as I've been here. It's the, oh, Alex knows the, the guy who owns the station, Jim Gabbard. Right. Well, we and, uh, uh, there's a station I get out of Seattle that I used to get when I lived closer to Vancouver, but now it's on my new cable system and it's called it's uh the station channel is kvos tv channel 12 it used to be uh but now it's uh kvos me tv and that's mm-hmm. what that's what they perry mason is on in the mornings uh mm-hmm. followed by quincy and the rockford files mm-hmm. uh, later yeah. in the day they have carol burnett and chips and uh emergency and all sorts of stuff. Hogan's Heroes. Yeah. You know, well, Gabbard, Gabbard Station is is a part of that BTV, but yeah. he was doing the Perry Mason years before that. Yeah. And, and, and like he would do 
old TV series, mar- series marathons. Right. Uh, and I would see things like like the Roaring Twenties. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I, I, you know, um, what's his name? Altman, uh, Robert Altman. Right. Uh, it was like I was watching this old TV, like show for the kids, and I go, "The Ray of the Crisis, Robert Altman." Go, yeah. What? You yeah. know. <laughs> so I learned a lot uh, watching those old shows again as an adult. What else they have at night after midnight on this channel is they show they show Night Gallery, Rod Serling's Night Gallery. And then they follow it up with an episode of uh, uh, Alfred Hitchcock Presents. So those are pretty cool. Uh, I have to say... I I did not like Night Gallery, and neither did Rod Serling, either. Yeah, I know. Some of them, I I look at them, and they come across very dated. But it's I'm seeing, like I said, again, I haven't seen them for such a long time. Some of them hold my interest, and then, yeah... Well, well, Rod Serling had really no no input on that show at all. He was just the host. Yeah. And when it got canceled, in fact, I saw him. He gave a lecture at a local junior college down in Southern California. I, I was went to see him, and somebody said how he felt about that guy being canceled. He says, "Really, it was such a relief because he actually hated doing the show. It's you know, it was nothing like like the Twilight Zone where he was writing and you know and actively involved in it. Yeah. Hmm. He also, uh, this was, of course, during Watergate, too. He, uh, and this was, uh, uh, the audience was mostly Camp Pendleton people, and he, he started telling people what he really felt about Richard Nixon, and half the audience <laughs> got up and walked out on him, too. So. <laughs> oh, well. Patrick wouldn't get up and walk out on him. No, definitely not walk out. Right. Uh, <laughs> you get... Um, H and I, Jim. H and I. What's it called? Heroes and Icons. It's very similar to Me TV. I've sent you a couple of screenshots where it's combat and right. uh, some of those shows. And that we've had Me TV for years here in Milwaukee. And this H and I channel, I just discovered by happenstance about maybe a month ago, and I was a big fan of Hill Street Blues and NYPD Blue, and both of them are on this station. So now I'm DVRing these seasons, and like you with Perry Mason, I can sit down and watch three, four (laughs) episodes, five episodes. I mean, (laughs) last night I didn't get to bed till 4 a.m. because after Miranda's show, I watched four episodes. So, you know, it, it just, and combat is on there and, and, oh, um, yeah. uh, Jim West, um, Oh, wild, wild west. Yeah. Wild, wild west. Did, um, uh, paladin, um, Oh, have gun, will travel. Have gun, will travel. Uh, a lot of the old Western, the old, um, police as well as, the military shows are on here. And I used to watch a lot of this stuff when I was a kid. Um, and it's just fun watching, you know, like combat. I don't really remember it, but I kind of do. Vic Morrow. You know? yeah. yeah. So uh, Robert Altman directed a bunch of combats too. 
as I remember. Oh, look. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a documentary. I just saw that in the last year. The documentary about Robert, Alt Robert Altman is really, really good. Oh, that's an amazing... I've watched that a few times. That's just quite an amazing documentary. I, mm -hmm. I love yeah. that one. Uh, <laughs> pardon? Whirly birds. Yeah, whirly birds. Whirly birds. Yeah, no, I had known about whirly birds. Uh, hey, look, it's uh, it's uh, it's Miranda Jim now or something like that. Who uh, she must be walking home. There's no picture. Indeed, I am. Uh, are you are you like one foot in front of the other? Or sideways? And right? is is there a police officer? I can't even say that. Is there a police officer supervising your walking? The officer drove right past me, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, so, uh, on a scale of one to 10, what was Wine Wednesday like today? On a scale of one to tipsy, I'm tipsy. Okay, good for you. Woohoo! However, I've got about a mile and a half to go and I gotta pee. <laughs> well, there's. Well, that can be a problem. Yes, there's incentive. That that makes you move faster. That'll get your heart rate up. Oh, it'll also burn off all the damn alcohol. I'll be sober by the time I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do anything we can. Uh, yeah, we do anything we can. No, I don't. Oh, I, and it's all uphill. So by the time the, by by the time I'm actually finished talking, uh, or well, by the time I'm closer to home and I'm actually talking, I'll probably be out of breath. Oh well, I'm kind of I'm kind of out of breath at times at the moment right now too. So it 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 all fits. Uh, Patrick, I don't recognize that channel as something I have. Uh, it might be part of something I can get, but I I don't think it's in the packages that I've. Uh, picked up, but I'll take a look for it. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's a neat channel that it reminded me of Me TV, and in fact, that's what I thought it was, was the reincarnation of it, somewhere further down the, the line on the uh, cable channels, and no, it's a totally different network. So. I, I find myself going through, uh, and my wife and myself, we both, because this is the the first time we've had any since having years ago having a VCR, this is the first time we've had the opportunity to record anything. So if you if you missed it, you either tried to find it again at some time or or whatever. So now it's like, oh, I don't have to stay up for that or 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 we can not be around and I can record that and I can look at it later. And you think, oh, that's great. You're freeing your your life up to get away from the TV and do stuff. But then you got to catch up with the stuff you recorded. So, you know, it's, it's nine in the morning and I'm watching Columbo or I'm watching Quincy. And I'm thinking like, why am I watching this? I should be doing other stuff. I should but don't you love the defective detective? <laughs> <laughs> I love Columbo. That's why I recorded it. I also, I quite enjoy Quincy at times. I'm waiting for the great, hope, hopefully I haven't missed it in whatever rotation they're at, the great episode where Quincy has to investigate the death of a teen and they, and they blame it all on punk rock music. 
That's my favorite episode. <laughs> That's my favorite episode. What else would you blame it on? <laughs> so says, so says the Republican. Yeah, there you go. Blame it on the punk rock music. Uh, I I got a. I just saw a commercial on the television for Mitsubishi Motors. Yes. And they have a ninja in the commercial. Is that playing in your stereotype or or not? Nah. You're 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 talking to the Canadian who doesn't shut up about moose and other stuff. So I I don't want to sort of knock anybody playing into stereotypes. That's my that's my thing. Uh, so uh, yeah, I I don't know. Uh, I guess I, it I, I guess it's one of the few stereotypes you can get away with nowadays because there are some stereotypes that just yeah they don't play anymore and and people they're yeah it's just it's not right certain things right I just saw this and I thought mm, interesting okay. Like I, I love again talking old shows. I love watching Bonanza, but I'm sorry. I mean, oh, nowadays, oh. nowadays I see you know I got an episode where Hop Sing comes in and it's like I just want to put my hand in my head, uh, you know, and you're just and just like oh this is not right, this is not right. Oh, Mister Cartwright, you need your food, you know, and it's like, please don't do that anymore. <laughs> or have gun will travel, and and the and the guy who took care of Paladin's, who was basically a you know a, a valet at the hotel, and hey boy, and then hey boy wanted too many too much money one year, the actor. And they wrote him out for a year, and they cast some young Chinese girl, and they just called her Hey Girl. And it's like, <laughs> oh, please. Yeah. So. But I guess it's no worse than, uh, um, like, F Troop, and you watch it. I love F Troop, too, but it's like all the, all the, uh, uh, all the Native Americans are played by, uh, old Italian actors for some reason with, with wigs. Wait, isn't that what they are? (laughs) Well, yeah. Columbus came over. That's right. Turned all the Indians into Italians. That's right. And that's how we get Columbus day. Yes. There you go. We don't get Columbus day. You guys get Columbus day. You get Berkeley. That's right. Much wapum with the emphasis on wap. (laughs) Coming from the Italian. Yeah. Indigenous people stay here. That's right. There you go. So how are you doing, Miranda? Much closer? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm almost to the one mile point. Oh, any P wave activity? <laughs> <laughs> no significant leakage yet. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, However, I am seeing lightning in the sky. This is a little odd. Wow. Oh. That sounds like the beginning of a disaster movie. Mm. It's supposed to rain tomorrow, so. Oh, well, I, not uh, too odd. For, for, uh, for your sake, I hope it does. Like I said, uh, let me check the temperature in Revelstoke right now. Uh, still 39 degrees. Like I said, I, I forgot. I ch- Well,. 39 degrees Fahrenheit. I for, forgot I changed it, and I just thought, it is not that hot here. 
especially that that would mean because then I realized Seattle says 55 and I thought it's not 55 degrees Celsius in Seattle. Uh, <laughs> and I'm being, I'm getting a message saying that, uh, that's not lightning. That's, uh, somebody's ancestors speaking up. Hey, we got some tweets. I did not realize that. Uh, the groovy cat, I'm not even going to activate the tweet Matic because I'm just, it hurts too much to look over there. Uh, uh, what? Take the pain. Yeah, take the pain. Uh, I am taking the pain. Uh, Groovy Cat says, you tell Herbie to take it easy on you, Jim. That's because he wants to be a dentist. Yeah, uh, that, that's coming up soon. <laughs> Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer will be... Uh, I sent you a picture, Patrick, like a week and a half ago of a local store yeah, I know. With Christmas stuff. <laughs> Did I respond to it? Uh, I I wasn't sure if you had if that was a response or if you were having a stroke, because it just seemed, um, it just it was not right. I came around the corner and all of a sudden it was like whoosh, and oh. I went to a thrift store this weekend in in Kamloops, uh, Value Village, and in the housewares department and the area where they have all the things that your grandmother has on the shelf, you know, all the little ceramic knickknacks and all that crap. They had one whole aisle of that was the Christmas stuff. Meanwhile, on the other half of the store, it's all devoted to Halloween still. And it's like, this is not right. And then I realized, you know, you know who in this grand fight between Christmas and Halloween, who, who loses out? Who pays the price? And that's the month of November. Because nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You know, it's just, it's October versus December. Uh, and then they battle it out. And the only thing people, well, you guys have Thanksgiving. And then the only other thing people talk about now in November is that stupid Movember. And all you get is people growing hair on their upper lip or their face. For the month, as a, as a, because uh, they're supporting uh, foster camps. Yeah, but they're not supporting it. Supporting well, they're they're. It's like yeah. This is my yeah. this is my uh, this is to show yeah. And it's just just drives me crazy because there's some people you just you don't want to see them looking that way for a whole month because they're just mm-hmm. not capable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> of growing that whatever they're growing and it just looks weird it look well, I got... we, you know what we've done to thanksgiving is terrible too i mean basically because of christmas it becomes the start of, of the of the of the shopping season and yeah. uh and and it used to be the day after thanksgiving and now the stores are open on thanksgiving day it's just it's it's really disgusting. Yeah, it really is. I, I know. I am, that's and we're thankful. What was that, Miranda? Yeah, that's one of the reasons I shop at Costco. Oh, Miranda. Oh, we're thankful for all the deals that we get on this glorious day in which we used to watch football and still not care about Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, you know, up up here we have the day after Christmas, uh, Boxing Day, and. Yeah. Then they started doing Boxing Day sales. Uh, 
okay? And people would basically have their Christmas dinner and go out and sit outside a store all night in a lawn chair waiting for a Boxing Day sale. And then they said, you know what? Boxing Day sales aren't enough. And now they start promoting it as Boxing Week. And it's like, (laughs) give me. Turned into America. Oh, no. What's even worse? Friday. Yes. Yes. They've adopted Black Friday sales up here. And And it makes me so angry. It's like, it has nothing to do with us. Yeah, but what I'm saying is your Boxing Day yeah. is equivalent to having an actual holiday and then following it up with a pain in the ass, you know, couple of days of sales, and that's exactly it. I mean, uh, religious or not, uh, the holidays are meant to be spent with, like, family. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you spend Christmas and you're an atheist and you're just family together, that's what it should be, you know? Yeah. Not like you said, camping out in a lawn chair to get a uh, television for fifty dollars. My wife. Know. Speaking of, yeah, I mean, Boxing Day to me when I was growing up was always the day you'd wind up meeting up with the aunts and the uncles and the cousins because they were doing their thing on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. So Boxing Day, and it was always like that extra little. It was like extra Christmas. Yep. And, and nothing was open, and that was fine. But now, like, yeah, it's it's become this this horrible thing. Speaking of TVs, my wife and I, uh, we were we were at a Costco this weekend, and we're walking by the stuff, and there's this TV for sale. This 42 inch flat screen, and uh, it's a really good deal. And we both look at each other like. Well, we have a crappy old TV in our den and we have this new system. We should, you know, we've been thinking about getting a TV and and should we do it? Should we not? And then finally, I just said, you know what? We are two people in a big house. We have one big TV that we watch. Uh, I have a, I have a TV down at the log broadcasting center. I can watch. And now we can record stuff. Why do we need... It just seems silly to spend the money on another TV that won't be on for part of... I mean, it just seemed like a waste. And I said, I can't believe I'm actually saying this, but we don't need to buy any more little electronic goodies. right? I mean, it's, again, two people. We're done. Mm -hmm. We watch certain things together. She goes to bed earlier than I do. I stay up later. If I want to see something, I'll, I can now record it. I'll watch it later or vice versa. So yeah, I said, we, I said no to the TV. She agreed. And we walked out with our money in our hands thinking, uh, that's interesting. Good for you. Yeah. Good for us. Save your money for good things like iPhones. I want a pink iPhone. Oh, they're so lovely. I want a I want a 6S 6S plus or whatever. I want the big one. I want a big pink. There we go. At what point will they start calling them the XS? The XS. <laughs> Good. I like that. I like that. It's like the uh 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 
the the third group of astronauts that NASA hired, they nicknamed themselves themselves the XS11 because they didn't know if there weren't enough actual flights at the time. They haven't they hadn't announced the Apollo missions and they kind of figured why was NASA hiring all these astronauts uh when there weren't there were only the Gemini missions uh scheduled and those were two men at a time and yeah they so they called themselves the XS11. I kind of <laughs> like that. So anyway, I'm going to go my voice is hurting and uh, I think I'm done for the night. We're not going to make it home for Miranda to do her thing. Pretty close, though. Hey. So. Pretty close. Hey, Jim, can yes. I just say something before before you go? Okay. I, the reason I actually called in because I, I just got home from a meeting like quarter after nine here. Yes. And I turned on your show and you were talking about, about uh, taking... I guess you're saying that you're not going to be on GabNet anymore, but you're going to keep doing your show, but it's going to be on your own. Uh... Revelstoke Jim's Canadian content. Yeah. You'll still be able to, I'll still be on once a week. Uh, uh, and you can, you'll be able to listen to it. You'll be able to find it at revelstokejim.com. Yes. I just, I won't be on GabNet. Okay. So. Oh, okay. Will we be able to, well, you don't have a, a, a time when it's actually going to be on. I, I think I'm going to, I might move back to Mondays so I can have mm-hmm. moose poop Monday. Cause I seem to be, I can't seem to think of getting it out of my head. Okay. And I might be on a little earlier than mm-hmm. nine o'clock Western. Okay. But, uh, the Twitter is the same. The, the Facebook page will be the same. It's just, instead of. I won't be on TuneIn, but uh, all you got to do is go to uh, revelstokejim.com and you'll be able to push a button and you'll be able to hear the show. And the we, yeah. archives will still be there and all that stuff. Well, can we subscribe to podcasts? Like, uh... Yep, there'll be a feed and you can do that all. And Yep. Okay. Yep. I, th- none of that should change. And, and uh, uh, it's just uh, I... Uh, uh, like I said, change happens, and this is not a bad change. It's just it it's it's what it is at the moment. And I wanted to uh, uh, I wanted to do some stuff that I could prove to myself that I could do it, and and so it, I mean I got I have no problems with Alex. He's my friend, and and oh, sure. he understands what I'm what I'm doing, and. And I want I want him to grow Gabnet, and I want it to be successful. And I just at the moment I'm this is sort of what I need to do for me. So this is what I'm doing, and, and I, I will still call him, and I will still yeah. I'm glad you're gonna do that because yeah. I really I really love hearing you as a co-host. Yeah. That's what I really love. I will still talk like to him. Co-host for Alex. I will I will call citizen panels, and if I hear anything interesting, I will make a funny promo. Okay. For him as well. If if Phil says something really stupid, I'll be there with a promo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because if. if, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, there's a promo right there. <laughs> but again, Patrick has been in some of my favorite promos. My mother <laughs> loved that show. Or I loved that show when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. That good um, stuff. I should have 
upon bullshit upon bullshit. That's upon right. Bullshit. I don't know if that's in a promo, though. That's just something I have that that I like to play. What about, do I think it's bullshit? Yes. Do I think it's horseshit? Yes. Do I think it's yeah. bullshit? Yes. Do I think it's pandering? Yeah. 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 That's uh, a promo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. I also like... I nearly pissed myself. There you go. I, I mean... <laughs> and uh, I... Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to play that with Miranda in her situation. <laughs> don't make her laugh. Yeah, I don't. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, please make me laugh. It'll make for a hilarious story when I go on on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> All righty then. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so yeah, no. So um, I will finish up on the twenty eighth of October. Uh, that'll be my last Gabnet show, and then come November, you can just find me at revelstokegym.com. dot com, and uh, and yeah. So that's uh, that's what will be happening. And again, like I said, I'm I'm going, but I'm still around. So all is good. All is good. Thank you. No problem. Uh, so thank you, Tom. Thank you, Patrick. Uh, and and uh, uh, quick step, Janelle. <laughs> hey, I have made it the full mile and a half, and I am entering my complex right now. Oh. Hey. I always knew she had a complex. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was, you know, the whole Seebs thing. It was like, I got to be in charge. <laughs> but, uh, well, yeah. Yeah. That's okay. So do I. I, I I've told you, I, uh, you know, I have my own. I'm Seebs. You're Jeebs. I'm Jeebs. Yeah. I, uh, I like to, uh, I like to be, uh, I like to be in, uh, in control of stuff and, and, you know, that's all part of it. So yeah, um, there we go. So I guess uh, I'll let Miranda get to the bathroom, uh, <laughs> and uh, get a flush soon. <laughs> I'll, I'm not gonna pull a mayor. Yeah, yeah, that's the mayor of Beertown. He, uh, uh, and you know what? I just realized of all the things I I do not have is uh, I don't have a sound effect of a uh, of a toilet flushing. Why haven't I had one of those all this time? The closest thing I have is like. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay. One more hill and I'm at the apartment. Okay. Oh. Well, I. I <laughs> uh, how long has this show been going? Let me look at the clock here. Um, one hour, 44 minutes. Oh, that's much longer than I thought too. Wow. Uh, really? One hour. Uh, oh yeah, I guess so. Okay. Yeah. I was just looking at the clock and it had me confused. Uh, well, hang on now. We can't leave the viewers hanging. It's not like it's a cliffhanger or the viewers, the listeners, and I'm talking about that fracking cat because I think he's the only one out there listening. Um, <laughs> uh, actually, Dale Blindheim is listening, and the cat says, I'm not hearing much in the way of poutine talk. More poutine. 
Hashtag no. Vulcan hashtag Revelstoke Jim. Uh, no, I have not talked about poutine. I'm uh, again, my appetite is lately on one of those downswings where there's not much that I'm eating and potatoes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say, Patrick. Oh, by the way, I should find that. I've, I, I was, uh, I did my usual walk into Revelstoke and this will give Miranda time to, uh, make it home and so, i have arrived at my destination oh, wow you have arrived at your destination um different show and a song popped up and i thought why do i even have this in my playlist so i'm going to play a little bit of it and it's it's very relevant and i every time now it shows up because i'm playing a playlist called recently played it shows up, and I think of Patrick every single time, and I just love it. When I was a little boy around the table at home, I remember very well when company would come. I would have to be right still until the whole crowd ate. My mom always said to me, GM, take a tater and wait. Now, taters never did taste good with chicken on the plate, but I had to eat them just the same. That is why I look so bad and have these puny ways, because I always had to take an old cold tater and wait. Uh, that's little Jimmy Dickens and take an old cold tater and wait. And... <laughs> <laughs> and I think about Patrick now when I hear that song. I thought, I don't even remember having that in my library of songs. Like, I have no idea why I have little Jimmy Dickens singing, take an old cold tater and wait. I actually, the first time it showed up in shuffle, I had to stop, like, in the middle of the road, thinking, what the hell is this? And I, I pull out the iPod and I look what's playing and I thought... Where did this come from? And I'm thinking, like, did Patrick put this on my playlist somehow? But you are the potato man. What do you oh. think? Have you do you know that song? No, actually, that I have not heard that until but right now. and it has a style that kind of fits in with you. You you kind of like that old timey kind of yeah yeah. So there there you go. That's uh, little Jimmy Dickens. Uh, from the album, I'm Little But I'm Loud. Uh, there's, a, there's a song that um, a friend of mine posted, um, and it, it's called I'm a Potato. <laughs> and, it, and it's sung, there's a few different versions, but the one that um, he posted was, it's a animated little potato boy. And he's singing in a very high-pitched voice, I'm a potato, I'm not a uh, zucchini, I'm not a carrot. And it's it from uh, Britain. It's got an uh, English accent. Um, and the end of the song, it's already different types of potatoes and yams and already, and there are, some are old and with walkers, some are in wheelchairs, some are... Babies uh, being held by mothers, but they're all various potato family uh, 
characters and they're all singing potato. So <laughs> I, I thought it was great. I, I was trying to find a damn song on oh. my iTunes. Wow. Yeah. Huh. I'll look for, you know, it, it might show up on mine. Yeah. It, yeah. it might show up on my playlist. Uh, let's see. I did get some, uh, I did get some tweets. It would be remiss if I did not activate the tweet Matic 1200. Uh, Diana says, I'm listening. And she also says, please, oh, hang on. It's a different tweet. <laughs> she says, please tell me the Tweetmatic 1200 is not coming to the new office, please. Or at least an upgrade. No, I'm sorry. It's, uh, it's, it's going to be the same thing. It's all going to be the same thing. It's just a different place. Oh, how could you put down the Tweetmatic 1200? That's right. Oh, it's or, property or, of the log broadcast. That's right. I, I mean, the building's not moving. It's just the avenue of where you can hear the show is going to be different. That's all. And Jim Riley says, quietly enjoying the show, Rev Jim. Thank you. Well, <laughs> thank you, Jim Riley, for being out there, as well as Diana. And uh, Dale Blindheim is retweeting things, so I think he's out there, too. Uh, you're all okay now, Miranda? You're all fit as a fiddle? I am very relieved. Ah, uh, isn't that just uh, the perfect thing to say? Uh, I, I, yeah, that, uh, that couldn't be better. Here, where is the, uh, where is the audience? There you go. Um, <laughs> uh, on that note, oh, and there's that fracking cat saying, uh, yay, tweets. Uh, he already went to work, though. I uh, So I technically can't play that song because he's not, he's not leaving my area. I can't play the goodbye kitty song. And uh, yeah whatever uh, uh thank you tom thank you patrick thank you uh uh what's your name yeah what's your <laughs> name hello uh, is that a question <laughs> <laughs> no it's not a it's not a question and the kitty has oh hang on i guess i guess he's basically telling me hang on <sighs> The Groovy Cat says, Vulcan hashtag Tweetmatic, Vulcan hashtag Rev Jim. So there you go. <laughs> so that's nice. Uh, thank you all. We'll see you next Wednesday. Uh, but don't forget, you can come to the Great American Broadcast Network tomorrow and hear Damian Chaplin and The Exchange, followed by Alex Bennett's Ramble, and then followed by a rebroadcast of a Fabulous episode of Getting Geeky with Miranda Janelle. And then on Friday, the live, uh, it all happens again. And then Alex is on TV on Friday and all that stuff. And I'll be back on 
the uh, as I said, the twenty first of October. Uh, as we uh, as we count down the days, that's it. Have a nice night, folks. Thank you for uh, joining me. I'm off to take some cough medicine. And feel better, Jim. Thank you. I will try to feel better, but uh, I feel better just having talked to folks. So thank you very much. Adios. Adios. Good night with a K. Good night with a K. Yes. All that stuff. Uh, there they go. Yeah. There is no other way to spell night. There's no way to spell good. There's no good way to spell night without a K. Boy, I am, I am losing it. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm not going to have a podcast much longer. They're just going to start putting my picture on the side of milk cartons. Because I am, I'm losing it. And I didn't even get to talk, rant about what I was going to rant about. Uh, I'll tell you real quick, and you can rant about it yourself. Uh, director, not a great director, but a director, uh, uh, what's his name again? Len Wiseman wants to do a Die Hard. He directed Die Hard 4, by the way, and then he directed that crappy remake of, uh, oh, <laughs> Why can't I think of it? Um, oh God, save my brain just disappeared. Uh, Total Recall. Uh, boy, I could not recall Total Recall. That just shows you how bad I'm doing. Uh, but Len Wiseman wants to make a Die Hard prequel. That's right. He wants to tell the story of John McClane before Die Hard, the movie. That's just wrong. I'm sorry. Don't do it. Go think up something new. Anyway, I'm Revelstoke Jim. This has been Revelstoke Jim's Canadian content. Let's sell a product and get the flock out of here. Revelstoke Jim's Canadian content is brought to you by the good people at the Pooping Well Corporation. Makers of Pooping Good, Adult Laxatives, and Pooptastic for Kids. Keeping the regular people of British Columbia regular for well over a hundred years. The Pooping Well Corporation. Dropping the deuce since 1902. And there's the goodbye music, and that's me saying goodbye. I'm Revelstoke Jim. Uh, if you enjoyed this broadcast, uh, God bless you. Uh, I want to thank Patrick and Tom and Miranda, and of course, uh, Groovy Cat, Jim Riley, Diana of the Night, Dale Blindheim out there doing whatever Dale does in the night, and anybody who listens to this on replay or rebroadcast or re-whatever. I'm going to go take some cough medicine and pass out. So until we speak again, please take care of yourselves. And we'll see you a little further on down the road next time. Bye-bye.
replace the speaker on its rack when you're ready to leave. Failure to do so will damage both the speaker and your car. We'll be grateful, and so will the patrons who follow you.